Hello, episode 10. Double digits now. So, um, if you want the, uh, first things first, if you want the ad-free audio, it's on Patreon. Uh, if you want the video where we got pictures of what we're talking about, it's on Patreon. Uh, don't forget to check out the record me and Jesse did called Black Matter Lives by Metamorphicon. Uh, it's a good one. Jesse does some awesome guitar stuff. Uh, what you're hearing right now is a beat that we made together. So check that out. Check out Golgothan. That's Jesse's other band. Check out Alfred and the Ted Naders. That's my other, other band. Um, if you like rock, skater rock, cool stuff, drum rolls, all that fun stuff. So we're going to get into it. Uh, today we're picking up where we left off in the last episode of we left off with the Katy Perry symbolism. So this episode ties into the last episode. It's kind of a part two of the last one, uh, unofficially. But Jesse came prepared with the heat today, and I was pretty mind blown because, you know, I looked into the symbolism of the Katy Perry video, and I did not even find on my own a fraction of what Jesse was able to scour, if that's the right word. So I'm excited about this. I hope you enjoy it. Check out our bands. Our band is going to make it. Uh, if you know what comedian I'm plugging right there, you get uh, free Patreon for a month. So hit us up. Let's do it. Mwah. Yep. Well, good. I'm glad, uh, glad y'all had a good Christmas. And Yeah. It was good. Chill. Just like yours. Well, so today's episode, we're uh, diving right into uh, where we left off last week with uh, Katy Perry's... Well, last last three three weeks. Yeah. With uh, Katy Perry's Dark Force music video. Um, found a pretty good article by this guy, uh, Frank America, um, who did kind of break down scene by scene and lyric by lyric of some of the symbolism in the video and i thought he did a really good job so we'll be referring to that a whole lot throughout the episode uh go check out the article yourself if you want to get like a full full deep dive into it and i'm sure we're going down some rabbit holes too with some of the egyptian uh symbology and everything that that he refers to here as well so and i know we kind of started to talk about it last week but um just to kind of recap how the video starts Starts off with a, a scene saying Memphis, Egypt, a crazy long time ago. Um, and then we, we talked a little bit last week about how the boat that's depicted in the scene is really similar to what you might see um, in illustrations from Dante's Inferno. Uh, it's a Greek stick style boat, which is pretty important for uh, some of the symbology that that they're referring to in this video. Um, oh, wait, before I even jump to the boat. Let's discuss location, right? So why why did she choose Memphis, Egypt for the setting of this particular video? Well, Memphis, Egypt was an ancient capital of Lower Egypt, and it was about 12 miles south of the Pyramid of Giza. So, you know what's weird about Lower Egypt? It's actually in the North Egypt. Yeah, and I thought that Egypt. was weird too. Yeah, there's something. Do you have a, you have a photo of that you could show? Uh, no, I actually don't. You screen share, you can oh, share your... Uh, yeah. All right, so this is the area we're referring to here. Can you see that? I can. 
Cool. So actually, Lower Egypt's up here in North Egypt, right off the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, for people listening, it's just the anim- illustrated map of Egypt, uh, Red Sea, and Mediterranean. And Lower Egypt, right at the top, that top little bump along the Mediterranean, green, and then a green path flows all the way down. What's that path? Is that representing the Nile? or the Nile River. Okay, it's just green. Green is from whenever the Nile floods every year, and mm-hmm. that's why there's, the cities are all situated along the Nile River in this desert, so that they actually have some thriving life once a year with the with the yearly floods of the Nile. Yeah, the, that whole metropolis is amazing because it's like a land representation of the sky starting. Whoa, why is my face there? All right, well, like we on Skype. So the the Milky Way is represented by the Nile and the Orion belt, the three stars, I forget the names of them, but I think they're like on the west side of the Milky Way, but they're on the corresponding side of the Nile, the pyramids, because those are like uh, perfectly proportioned and represent the belts of Orion because it's an Orion religion religion. Orion Horus, which we talk about the Horus, the Eye of Horus, and the son of Osiris, because Osiris's son is Horus, and they're represented by the stars, because the son comes after the father, and Horus represented is represented by Isis, and that and uh, Sirius, Isis Sirius, comes after Orion, Osiris, so they rise. But when the the heliacal rising of Sirius corresponds with the flooding of the Nile. It's all like a super deep Assyrian religion all around the stars. Yeah, and the stars, I mean, we keep going back to that, how these ancient religions were just obsessed with the stars and uh, cosmology. Uh, not to, de- to de- deviate too much off this subject, but uh, fuck it. Um, we can talk about whatever we want. Uh, I was listening to an episode today of uh, one with Tripoli show, uh, the Tinfoil Hat podcast, yeah. and uh, it was like not not the the newest one, but maybe the the one before that. Some guy named Micah went on it. Did you listen to that? Mm, I don't think so. I definitely saw the title. I probably didn't listen. Yeah, so it's I don't remember the guy's full name, Micah something, but um, he was basically talking about and giving examples of how the Bible was nothing but. I mean, as he put it, star poetry. Yeah, I did listen to that it, one. Mike, Micah, I thought that was Isaac Weishpoff or something. No, it was Micah, Simon, right. something, something or another. But yeah, I listened to that one. Yeah, I yeah. thought, yeah, he did a. That was, I thought that was pretty, uh, yeah. pretty cool. I mean, how he, yeah. you know, how he broke down all of these uh, messages in the Bible are actually referring to the cosmos, and uh, yeah. somehow, you know, that got hidden by the Roman Catholic Church, who forbid. You know, in their catechisms and their in their addendums to the Bible, they forbid you know you even talking about astrology or anything along those lines. But I thought it was all super interesting. And yeah, it's um, funny how pointed to some very poignant examples in the Bible that are hard to deny yeah. about how this was really about the stars. So, uh, like the breadbasket and Virgo and <clears throat> Jesus, and it's when he was saying it, I was following it. It was never, blowing my mind, but I can't read retain it I can't yeah remember. i know i'm too stupid to retain stuff like that I'm, I'm just giving people the little tidbits of information so they can go and check it out themselves and um and see kind of i mean we talked about that 
in the four episodes we did on Randall Carlson's um, uh, four-hour lecture um, with with the uh, ancient cultures building these giant monuments to monitor and observe the cosmos. So uh, it's pretty cool to see that that similar thread, um, you know, be recognized by different folks who study astrology and things along those lines in you know, hidden in the in the ancient textures that are so popular, like the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's hard I to talk deny about at this the, point. You talk about the Book of Job and uh, um, you know the 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 challenge challenge to him from God was basically to go and identify these these different stars. Go listen to the episode; it's really good. But anyway, which which episode is that? The same the Isaac look, episode? Uh, yeah, the Micah episode. Okay, yeah, I, I listened. To that one is that the same episode you were just talking about? Or yeah, you... it's all okay, the yeah. same. Yeah, def- today. That's what I'm talking about. It. Yeah, I listened to it about four days ago. Hey, I'm gonna reshare my screen. Yeah, go ahead. Let me uh, stop mine. So we were at Memphis East. Oh, oh, um, we you mentioned how the Bible, astrology, and the Catholic Church demonized astrology and took our attention away from the stars, which was important. And it makes me immediately think of how we associate the stars now is like Katy Perry is a star. Those are stars to us. That's the only association in our culture we have of stars. We don't pay it. We can't even see the sky. So, you know, just a little conspiratorial conjecture. Uh, You know, Katy Perry is our star. The Rock is our star, not Cygnus X1 or I don't know. The episode I was talking about was episode 410 of the Tinfoil Hat um, podcast with the Age of Aquarius with Micah Dank. Micah Dank, Age of Aquarius. Uh, yeah, I did listen. I'll have to re- listen to it. But I, I did. Anyway, I thought you would uh, be interested in that considering that we had a whole four episodes about basically that subject well you thought right because i'm interested now where were we um we were talking about the location of why she chose memphis egypt the implication of why she chose memphis it was a capital of egypt and ruling class that's where the ruling class resided yep now getting back to the boat so the boat is uh symbolic of one of the greek style boats that would uh traverse the Styx river and uh from dante's inferno and that's where char charon or charon the ferryman pushes people across the river into the underworld um and the greek actually had their own version i mean not the greek the egyptians actually had their own version of charon named curdy um who was a ram-headed god of the underworld who ferried the dead on their last journey into the afterlife and he was said to rule the afterlife with osiris um, the, anyone who bathed in the river Styx was said to become indestructible, which which that kind of um, would lead you to believe that this particular scene that uh, Katy Perry is depicting is that she is this deity who is uh, immortal, who is welcoming souls into the underworld. So that's yeah, it's the, a very the initial deep... symbology of the of the opening scenes right there from the first you know ten seconds of the video. Yeah, it's a very deep symbology when you start looking into it because it goes back to Kirti, the Egyptian version of the Greek version of Sharon and the River Styx. Which the only reason I know about the River Styx is because a video game Styx. <laughs> no game. shit. 
No shit, dude. Yeah, and the band, right? That's the I, only I reason I know. Back about. in the day, was the band, the band. And you know, I particularly went to a small private Christian school, so I definitely was never going to be taught Greek mythology. In all fairness, they do teach those basic courses at public schools. So, had I went to public school, I might be more exposed to things like sticks. But it still goes to show in today's day and age, there are large factions, institutions. I'm an ex- example of it of the indoctrination where these things are just not taught to you. You can go your whole life not ever really, you know, not ever getting yeah. references, not ever getting it because you don't like I, River Sticks and and here it is in a Katy Perry video. So how many people are out there that don't know but just get these things planted in their mind constantly and then you know when the truth comes out they're like, "Oh, that's just from like Katy Perry videos, Aphrodite, the Katy Perry song." It's like, no, we're talking about rituals and spells and global rule. Yeah, it's all the whole video is pretty creepy, and then the lyricism is pretty creepy too, even if you didn't know about all of this anyway. I always thought the song had kind of a creepy vibe to it when you when you hear it, heard it. It has over 1.5 billion views or listens combined. (laughs) And that's at the time this guy wrote that article, you know. That is insane. I mean, so you imagine all the eyeballs that are constantly focused on whatever these studios. I mean, it's the same studios that are pushing all these big artists. Sony, Panasonic, Disney, Viac. It's the same big. There's no independent people that are just selling out stadiums. And, and, you know, this is all coming through the same sausage factory. And it all gets filtered the same way. Like, you know. You, you we always hear the tales about musicians that have to deal with suits and ties changing their artwork and it's like why yeah. would if they know about the business and this band is showing this potential they should know to let the band continue their rise but they don't there's this agenda of of do this and this and this and this and you can have this major deal and the the things they have to do is just you know who's in charge like and why and it's because this super deep symbology is like this isn't an accident to me no i mean it's a pretty I'm impressed. strange coincidence if like they were managed to fit all of the symbolism into this video and not realize it you know yeah like like katie perry wrote this song on her piano because she's this songwriter and those are her lyrics and it all just happened that the studio was like whoa we have this idea because i've been studying mythology deeply and i've come up with this it's like they don't have time for that when you're cranking it out it's they know what they're doing and oh uh, yeah i mean we could probably look up let's see who look let's look up who wrote the song Basically, what I'm saying is I find it impressive on a personal level that these studios and these producers know this much about mythology and then put it in their work. I'm impressed. Like, that's really impressive. So that song was written by Katy Perry, Jordan Houston, Lucas Gottwald, Sarah Hudson, Mark Martin, and Henry Walter. God dang. So, quite a few writers on that. I don't know any of those people. They're probably CIA assets. Probably. Probably. But, uh, yeah, so... It it would be very strange if, like, she just happened to trip over this. So, uh, it's kind of hard to deny that some of this was intentional. The ram-headed god of the underworld. Yeah, like, it's... 
definitely. And I mean, because some of these details are just details, like, how do you know? And it's details upon details, like this whole river sticks thing, the cat heads, which represents Leo, which is the constellation of Aphrodite, her seductive oh, rule. That... I didn't even catch that. The, so yeah. The cat, the... Yeah. Leo, Aphrodite, Leo. That is true. The lion, the Sphinx. Some people think that the Sphinx is a lion. Other people, because it might have been built at the age of Leo. Other people rightly think that it is a dog because Anubis is the mythological guard dog of Osiris. So there, there's these two opposing theories that hold weight. But yeah, Aphrodite is Leo. Yeah, and and we'll get to the Aphrodite line, which he has a line talking about. Yeah. But the ram-headed god, you know, when you see that ram head, it represents so much Baphomet, the devil, the ram-headed god, the underworld. But but isn't the ram head also uh, sim- symbolic of a certain astrological sign as well? Taurus? Let me see. Taurus Pleiades. Check out that episode. Halloween. The, uh, the um, asteroid attack. Aries. Aries. The bull is Aries? Or the ram oh the ram head. I'm con- I'm confusing ram with bull. Yeah. Aries. So, I'm just kind of looking for the uh, the astrological thread. Yeah, so. so yeah. Um, you know, so we have this already deep symbolic sim- symbolical scene opening the video with the the location and her on this boat symbolic of crossing the river Styx with her servants. And then it pans to her with, uh, do you have the photo of her with the uh, eye of horse spray painted in her hair in blue? Absolutely, I do. But it's 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 all in order. So my pictures have not gotten to your part yet. I, oh, okay. I did want to back up a little bit because anyone who bathed in the river of sticks uh, guided by the ram-headed god of the underworld or whatever. Curdy, the, the the Egyptian version of Sharon, was said to be indestructible, so it carries this uh, what's the word when you can never die? Undead. Um, that's the noun for one who can never die, but the actual... Immortal. 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 Yeah, so... Immortality. Oh, yeah. Katy Perry's this immortal that's welcoming you. But those blue figures and then the Sphinx and then in this picture. That's beautiful artwork. The blue and the pink. Love it. There it is. Yeah. So the eye of Horus. Um, and Horus was Osiris's. So that's kind of a net, you know, an extension from the Curdy and Osiris. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the eye of so- Horus is very deep symbology. The Illuminati eye. The all-seeing eye, the the Osirian religion. It's on our money. Yeah, like, I mean, there's so much loaded in the eye of Horus. You know, it's it could be evocative of uh, the third eye or the pineal gland. I mean, come on, they spray painted on her hair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't get any more overt than that, right? Yeah. And then they even put her eyelashes in the same way. They gave it that extra. Yeah, look. that is true. I didn't even pick up on the uh, the eyeshadow. Yeah. Well, uh, the makeup there kind of uh, giving her both two of them there. Yeah. So it has it, the Illuminati symbology, the all-seeing eye, because it's spiritually the third eye. It represents the all-seeing eye of the inner world, 
consciousness or God or whatever, and the Horus connection to Osiris, the Osirian religion cycle of movement. So it's like a really loaded symbol, basically. Go on, what yeah. were you saying? And, and no, you, you were kind of already taking what I was saying out of my mouth. So it basically um, evokes the, the floodgates of through which illumination pours. Um, and that's, you know, how the, uh, the top-down control um, is is supposedly handled when it, in regards to the Illuminati. It's funny that Wikipedia says it represents protection, royal power, and good health. Like every time you look power. into, every time you go to a mainstream establishment that has the finger of the intelligence agencies in it, you always get this really positive, altruistic definition that just. I mean, even Skull and Bones, Wikipedia says it was a disagreement between two frat parties because of a reward, an award ceremony. It's like, oh, that's so much fun, frat parties. <laughs> then you move on. So, um, yeah, so that, that's pretty overt there with the Eye of Horus spray painted on her hair. And then, you know, it it shows those blue. Do you have a photo of those blue guys, the blue servants, the slaves that she has on the boat? Devil horns. Well, she's doing the devil horns um, right yeah. there. But you, okay, so in this particular particular shot, you have the guys in blue. They have cages on their head, yep. which could also be a reference to, um, you know, imprisoned from enlightenment, mm-hmm. essentially. So I thought that Sir, was uh, pretty interesting because she is basically. The lyrics are this, uh, con- this seductive contract, and her becoming powerful over you. Like, yeah, are you ready for this magic? But don't become my enemy. Um, and that's very much like Dionysus, the counterpart to Aphrodite. Remember the last episode we talked about Dionysus and his thisphrys, whatever you call it, is both a positive thing to bestow blessing, but also to destroy any opposition to his cult and his cult was freeing you from the burden of uh politics and government through alcohol and dancing and and freeing your spirit and then if you go away from his freedom his freedom cult basically he he destroys you and that's her whole thing here aphrodite is the same thing like that contract is dionysus like and that is just another deep connection that they just happen to get right. Like she just happened to write these lyrics and they just happened to, I mean, they're nailing it on accident. They're recreating yeah, really, really ancient are. mythology. If they're not doing this on purpose, basically, Hey, here, let's make a deal with the devil. Make your life. Um, yeah. Deal with the devil. We'll, we'll give you a deal with the devil, but, and you can have, you know, all the things that you desire in your life that, are not necessarily good for you, but that you may you may pawn after and desire, and I'll take your soul in exchange for it. Yeah, and that's what the cages on the head represent, the servant servitude. I'll live a position. dumb, stupid, fat, happy life, but, you know, I'll be stuck in this, this system where I'm not really able to reach true enlightenment. How am I supposed to put my face in her butt when I got a cage around my head? Right? How are you supposed to eat ass? Yeah. What are we supposed to do here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, um, and then she, it's then the lyrics start. Let's see. 
the first verse starts with I knew you were, you were gonna come to me and here you are, but you better choose carefully because I am capable of anything of anything and everything. So already, you know, she's coming at you like she's some omnipotent being. She knew mm-hmm. you were coming. Mm-hmm. I have a choice for you. But make sure you choose carefully because I'm capable of, of basically doing anything. And then she make- goes on to make me your Aphrodite, make me your one and only, but don't make me your enemy, your enemy, your enemy. Repeated it three times. Yep. So three. we'll start with the Aphrodite piece, right? So you you know more at this point about uh, Greek mythology than me, so you can kind of break down the, the Greek thread there. Hmm. I would say refer to the last episode because I don't remember everything I said. But yeah, Aphrodite um, is the god goddess that is credited by that guy who made a statue of her in Attica, Egypt, because she brought together the different tribes of Attica and all that into the Athenians. And she brought political co- cohesiveness to the land, and and she actually has a statue by a real guy that made it back in the day to commemorate that. So, kind of makes me think she was like this real person, but she represents like carnal love and beauty and pleasure, and has kind of a seductive was, side too. Yeah, and she was basically so hot that you know they the other gods were she would start wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was cheating on her husband, who was her husband, Ares. She's no, the she's su- daughter with Aries. With Aries, yeah, she was a promiscuous one. Yes, very promiscuous. Um, but she wanted to basically she she wanted to be idolized, right? Mm, yep, yep. Worship, worship me worship. is her whole thing. Um, and then you know, it, it, she says, "Don't make me your enemy. Make me your only your leader. Don't make me your enemy." Um, so you know, you could say that maybe she's preparing for some kind of war right here, right? But the three yeah. things, yeah, the, the three things that make me your enemy, your enemy, your enemy, repeating it three times. I mean, musically it fits too, but just another thread, another layer is that occultically repeating something three times is the way to enforce a magical evocation. Yeah, like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's where that comes from is actual ancient occultic you know, practices. That's not some witch made up thing in the Renaissance or, or something. It's, that's The three and the repeating it three times is a structure of the practice dating back as old as time so and then and then she actually talks about magic in the very next line mm, she does which is this you want to play with magic boy you should know what you're falling for baby do you dare to do this because i'm coming to you like a dark horse so all right so we're told to choose carefully she's capable of doing anything and now she's uh saying all right well here you go. You want to play with magic? She waves her hand like she's casting a, sm- a spell. Then you have a small pink light that appeared in her palm. And the, the guy that she is addressing uh, smiles. And all of a sudden, he has a diamond in his hand. Right? So she's able to give this guy anything, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't have a picture of it, but she's actually throwing the, the spell out of her hand in the video. You know, I didn't pick up on it when I was going through it at the time because I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. But... That's actually the casting of the spell at that point, at that lyrical point in time. But um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, You know, she says, know what you're falling for. The offer to play with magic is uh, that old deal with the devil that we were just referring to. This picture Uh, that I'm showing. You see that picture I'm showing? Yeah, with the phallic uh, shaped treats. 
Yeah, just another layer of Aphrodite is that uh, the Aphrodisia festival that celebrates her. Part of the preparation is releasing goats and hares, which, um, or just hares, but those represent like carnal sex and fertility. And one of the preparations for that is purple fabrics, which there's lots of purple in this video for Aphrodite and the blue. But f this is one of those things. Phallus, fa is it phallic or phallus? Phallus, phallus, phallic shaped breads. It looks like Twinkies. They even included that. Like they knew about the phallic shaped bread that is customary for the celebration of Aphrodite, the Aphrodisia festival in ancient Greek, this orgy weekend. And they even put that in the video. There's a picture of it here. It's like a pyramid of phallic, of Twinkies, another, basically. Another oops coincidence. I don't know. Yeah. What a detail to put in there. Like somebody was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's make a pyramid where, where, out of Twinkies. Where's the dick bread? Where's the yeah. Dick? Like if anybody offered an idea to make a pyramid out of Twinkies, they'd be like, get the fuck out of here. We have enough shit to do already with CGI lasers. But they put yes. it. They put it. Yeah. They, and they, they made it a prominent uh, scene in the video. Yeah. Prominent, prominent scene. I, I mean, it got like. I mean, it had its own cut. They cut to it. It wasn't like multiple a shots. It wasn't background, right? Yeah, there's an aerial photo, photo. This picture I have is not zoomed in on it. It is the whole picture, and then yeah. there's an aerial photo too. Like, it's crazy. It is the see and the purple, the purple and the pink. I mean, purple is that color for Aphrodite. Okay, so carry on, Jesse. No, you're good. Um, so I mean, so we have this deal with the devil that we're able to make, right? Um. Basically, we can give you fame, power, or whatever you want in this life that you may desire, but we're going to give you in, in, in exchange for servitude of your soul in the afterlife. Yeah, and it shows that guy having a diamond put in his hand because he agrees to her spell. So she like gave him a reward for agreeing to her contract. Yep. And, uh, and then, the, then it takes a jump into, and I learned what this word meant from this essay, but es, Esha eschatological conditions mm. eschatological I'm going to say this that was good eschatology eschatology is basically the part of theology concerned with death judgment and the final destiny destiny of the soul and of humankind I mean anytime you see the eye of Horus you bring in the Assyrian religion which is centered around the journey of the soul like there's no that is so prominent in this video as the eschatological symbolisms. And then she talks about the dark horse, right? So dark where this is fascinating. This is the, the most popular reference would be, you know, if you're you're into Christianity, and it will come from the book of Revelations, um, after the opening of the third seal of the apocalypse. Um, and you know, the apocalypse um doesn't just happen all at once. There are seven seals that preceded the opening of each signal, sig signaling another step closer to the actual occurrence. Um, the apocalypse literally means new beginning. So um, it's not like the end of the world. It would be right. like a reinvention of principles, like yeah. like exactly. a, the whole Green New Deal and this new fossil fuel, and we got to change the way we do things, and we got to. All that stuff and how everything right now is wrong and we're having to redo it all. World Economic Forum. Yeah, World Economic Forum. There you go. Let's see with the big words. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it means new beginning. Um, mm, but the dark horse referred to here, you know, that, that it could be a figure generally considered to be Satan. 
or an emissary of Satan. It's the third of the seven seals, and it comes in with a golden scale and um, basically the ideology of the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor. The book from the Bible, the quote from the Bible is literally, when the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living being say, come, and I looked up and saw a black horse, and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And a voice from among the four living beings said, a loaf of wheat, bread, or three loaves of barley for a day's pay. And don't waste the olive oil and wine. It's fucked up. So it is the fucked up. So that dark horse represents the third apocalypse when they come running in and deny everybody's sustenance, basically. basically. Yep, basically. But that picture is combined because she's not holding the scales. What was it that they held? Holding so a pair of scales. She's holding the sword. On the, and that's on her album cover. Yeah, that's the um, album cover. She's riding a dark horse, which represents the third seal of the apocalypse. And just where they the come, screen, just uh, pull up her album cover, or just Google the album cover. Uh, can Can you share it? You have the images. Um, yeah, let me pull it up. Oh, I thought you had the images ready. Okay, I guess I could have pulled it up. No, that's good. Yeah, so she's holding a sword, representing the third seal of the apocalypse no second seal the dark horse is the third the sword she's holding is the second so it's like an amalgamation of the two into one and the second with the sword is the one that starts the wars yeah it's like a combination of both of the the second and third seal of the seven seals the ruling elite of memphis egypt denying sustenance to the working class and starting the wars and the fighting. Yep. So there we go. Another oops. Didn't know how that symbology got in there. Yeah, right? Black horses are beautiful, and I thought she needed a sword to look it strong. Could all, it could all be a coincidence, guys. It really could, but I don't know. It's pretty unlikely to me. Hey, and let's check this out because Aphrodite rode the white goat, they rode white goats at the festival of aphrodisia which represents carnal pleasure the riding of a white male goat represents carnal pleasures in sex and it was like an orgy weekend so her riding that horse could be a third meaning like the white the white male goat it's a black i don't see a big horse dick right there so maybe black female horse maybe so or maybe that maybe that's a male horse and he's just his dick's not out um the other quote just for the second seal was in when the lamb opened the second seal i heard the second living creature say come then another horse went forth it was bright red and its rider was granted permission to take peace from the earth and to make when make men slay one another and he was given a great sword so she's on a, a horse carrying a sword right but it's the dark it's a dark horse so like you said it's like that mashup between the second and third seals bringing war and famine to the earth and you know the um you know the rich stay rich and this poor stay poor part of that whole thing is you know in that bible verse he's saying that they're only going to get basically shit pay you know just a loaf of wheat bread or three loaves of barley for a whole day's pay but we're not going to waste olive oil and wine the things that are finer in life on you it's fucked up yeah, it's very fucked up. It's basically what they're doing right now with the stimulus package and all the Congress voting no and <laughs> aid for all and giving our money to other countries. That is fucking insane, right? 
this whole it is. thing. <laughs> I mean, that's the second seal of the, the third yeah, seal of the apocalypse, like, right? Losing their houses and losing their homes um, because they've been locked down and they unable to work for nine months or however long it's been. And uh, our leaders can't even uh, come to an agreement to whether they give us $600 or $2,000, but we're okay with giving, you know, million or billions to other countries in aid um, before we're, they're willing to help a, lend a helping hand to its own citizens. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's for another episode, right? Yeah, we should do one on how fucked we got this year. Yeah, we'll just do a 2020 recap um, the beginning of of january that'll be our next episode sure man that'd be great so this picture right here i pulled it up in the article uh shows the body lighting up her body is lighting up blue and that is part of a bible verse as well that says if you have eyes to see that are healthy it will light up your body i'm paraphrasing the eye is the lamp of the body if your eyes are healthy your whole body will be full of light Yes, so her body is full of light right here, coming from the Sphinx, charging her up. So I guess that's plugging that verse, showing that she has the, showing that she has the way. She is the way. She's got what you want. She's got that healthy, you know, do it, do what she wants you to do, and you'll light up too. You know. Well, what's really crazy about that particular scene. Um... Is the it's not just her body lighting up. That's actually the uh, eye, the eyes of the Sphinx. So it's in it's it's in it's actually showing you both like her. The eyes are lighting up, and it's and her body is lighting up, right? The so, Sphinx eyes, yeah. The eyes yeah. of the Sphinx are lighting. Ah, oh. yeah. Still with the cages around their heads. Still yeah. with the cat heads. The Sphinx right behind her, and all that symbology on the wall. Like I was about girls. to say, like I, I wonder. We haven't even really. I haven't d- dug into that at all, but I'm sure that has some some meaning to it as well. Oh, dude, well, you could go so deep. Oh yeah, like in, interpret those hieroglyphs and see what they mean. And if there's a message in it, like how the frick did they get understanding of hieroglyphs? Just to throw it in a little scene, you know, it's just. Pure conjecture, though, because I don't know what those hieroglyphs mean, but it looks yeah, real. Me either. Looks yeah. accurate. It's a lot of work, dude. Get all them eagles and this whole set looks like a lot of work. Oh, dude. Or I mean, all CGI, which is still a lot of fucking work. Yeah. On a computer. Those dudes are jacked too. <laughs> They've been doing the kettlebell killer workout. Uh, all right. And then her spell continues. So are you ready for ready for a perfect storm? Perfect storm. Because once you're mine, once you're mine, there's no going back. So um, that is a whole, you know, whole lot packed in that as well. Yeah, that whole so sequence no plays. Back. And then, whole... you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying that whole sequence just plays out the the contract of him going back and turning into red dust and losing the diamond and then she takes the diamond back she takes back that which she gave him for his soul yeah and she like lip licks her lips as she's saying once your mind once your mind yeah she's lusting for his soul this picture here she's got that headdress around her that's a purple 
That is cultural appropriation. Her dreadlocks are cultural appropriation. I don't yeah, care what you say. Yeah, exactly, right? Where's all the wokeness for that? You know, I don't even want to get started. It's too obvious. It's too easy of a target. That's the new religion. That's the religion of the Age of Aquarius. Anyway, because um, we're coming from the Age of Scorpio. Yeah, no, wasn't that... Pisces, the Age of Pisces, uh, which was the the Christian religion, right? Was, the two fish, the yeah, fish yeah, right. Right? Now religion. Was the conjunction event the other night the beginning of the new age? Um, I think it had already started before that. It was supposed to be a very, you know, powerful uh, astrological event, you know. Um, but I think it. I think we were already in the age of Aquarius prior to that. I think we. And you might have checked me on this, but uh, I believe that had to do with 2012, right? Where we actually moved into the age of Aquarius, and that's where we all thought the world was going to end based on the Mayan yeah. calendar, right? Really, just predicting, you know, the end of the age. We're such basic creatures. We are. Um, all right, where do we leave off? So she basically had put the bling in her mouth and uh, uh, put the diamonds in her mouth. Let me see here. The Sphinx talks to her as well, which that starts to get into the riddle. What was it? the riddle of of transformation? Because the Sphinx talks and says something. What does he say? What's his lyric? There's no going back. Yeah. Before. Yeah. The so his mouth moves on the Sphinx when he does that. There might be a picture in here. Nope. Um. I think that's where he talks right here. Right before he turns into sand because he goes back. There's yeah. No going. And so, then there's a whole like blurb in the essay that talks about that. Like as the Greek um, play goes, you know. Who's that? Oedipus? Oedipus uh, knowingly kills the king, his father, on his way into town. Gets to town and discovers the Finx now rules tyrannically because the king is dead. Oedipus is given a chance to be the king if he can solve the Finx's riddle. Answer it correctly, be crowned king and save the Theban people. Answer it incorrectly, be killed and the fate of his people is sealed. The riddle Oedipus was given it is what walks with four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and three in the evening. The answer is man. Which I don't get. Me don't either. Get I sat there and thought about that for a second. I was like, mm, I'm too stupid for this fucking riddle. Um, <laughs> Oedipus, he, so he got the riddle correct, he was able to save himself and his people. So the significance of the Sphinx saying there's no going back in the video is a representation of this riddle of existence, the purpose of our souls as humans in the world. You know, once we've made a decision that is that is tied to the answer to the riddle of man, there's no going back. Yep. And then there's a in the upcoming verse, there's a it's a yes or no, no maybe. In other words, you know, there are no gray word gray area when it comes to freedom. You're either free or you aren't. So, thought that was a another interesting part of the video that could be totally. Hey, they did it just for visual effect, total total coincidence, or there's some deep symbology there as well. Yeah, her next lyrics. I finally think I understand it. Mark my words, this love will make you levitate like a bird, like a bird without a cage. Um, the bird without a cage, the cage around the head, free because yeah. you're not having your. Um, 
What was that word earlier? Enlightenment? Servitude. Controlling your brain. Servitude. Mentally locked down. Whatever the cage around the head represents. I'm, I can't think of that right word. But then it says, but down to earth, if you choose to walk away, don't walk away. But down to earth, differentiating between heaven and earth. The free realm, the spiritual realm, the enlightened realm. The one we can never get to because we're in contractual obligation to this dark power with nice tits. Yep. <laughs> dark power with nice tits. <laughs> That's the episode title right there. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you'll be powerful, you'll be free as a bird, but down to earth. That is to say, you will not enjoy the realms of heaven. Uh, the realms of heaven are considered to be located in the firmament, and that's only where holy beings like angels and gods reside. And then there's the earth, where the energies of God and heaven are present, but they're not dominant. So they are, while they are also competing with Satan's control over earth, oh, as they are also competing with Satan's control over earth. So uh, there you have... Know, kind of the meaning behind that that kind of simple line there but it's kind of crazy that once again like you would think that they are this is all just a coincidence and none of this has any of this deep sim symbology behind it yeah but this is a major pop song right right yeah I mean, one of many by the way yeah one of many songs spanning decades of songs i mean it's crazy. This was interesting too. The blind lady justice with her sword and scales comes yeah. from the Greek goddess Themis. Contract law. The blind lady with her scales. Um, what did she have to do with anything? I just see the picture and it reminded me. Oh, that's what you were talking about. Satan's control. Perry's final line. There's a piece of magic. But down to earth, if you choose to walk away, don't walk away. Well, it's that kind of remember that. You know the second and third seals of the of the apocalypse. You know, lady, Ju the the second seal is holding is on a horse holding a sword. I'm sorry, yeah, it's on a horse holding a sword, and then the yeah. third seal comes in holding these black scales. Right, Lady Justice is holding uh, Themis. The goddess Themis is holding both. Yeah, and so, she's blind. She can't see. She can't see, and she's gonna use a scale. Come on, you need your eyes. Holding the sword. Can't see. They're yep. basically just telling you, we don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you're going to do what we tell you anyway. Yep, and then so in the very next line, she says it's in the palm of your hand now. It's a yes or no, no maybe, which means it's a yes or a no. There's no maybe in this situation is basically what she's saying right there. So just be sure you give it all to me, all to me, give it all to me. Oh, so she says, so just be sure before you give it all to me, all to me, I mean, give it all to me. So that very last give it all to me is almost like a, you know, hey, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you that out right now. So just make sure that before you give it all to me, mm -hmm. it all comes to me. And then she says again, give it all to me, as in like she's kind yeah. of begging, begging for it, right? That's an occultic thing, uh, a Satanist thing. Like you can't, a, a demon can't possess your body unless you allow it. And that's how, you know, <clears throat> to make the big jump, just to what I'm getting at, is that like false flags, terrorist attacks, there's always predictive programming. There was 
narratives for years building up anthrax attacks and the threat of terrorism from the Middle East in the news when finally it actually happened and then everyone was like, oh my god, the news was right. They, they build this narrative and they start priming you and they basically let you know what they're going to do ahead of time. Event 201, um, the, the things that have that predicted coronavirus before coronavirus, Bill Gates coming out and talking about it way before coronavirus. Like They let you know before it happens because that's the satanic way of seducing the masses for your control is to give them an out. So they're justified. It's a contract. Yeah. And we didn't know we were taking it because we weren't, we didn't have the eyes to see or the ears to hear. Right. What they were offering. I mean, you have the power to decide, but it's, you know, it's a contract. They're going to also just make it very easy to decide. But they put it out there beforehand so they can be like, well, we told you, you just didn't pick up on it. Yes. Yes. Because, I mean, go watch the event, go watch the event 201 video. You know, and then what's that other one? Project... Uh, fuck, there's a second one. Uh, even further back where they met and drilled for a pandemic. These two official meetings. Event 201. You know this? And, 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 and then act like they're not predicting it. Coronavirus. Yeah, event 201's a big deal. You don't know about that? I've definitely talked about it before. Maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe I do know about it. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. We did talk about this. Yeah. It's basically, a, it's basically a conference table of powerful people that are discussing, before coronavirus, months before everything happened, they were discussing the possibility of a pandemic and what they would do and how they would allocate funds and who would do what and where this... They were go- they were basically talking about a drill and how and did we fuck this up so bad and everything they talked about took place and they did everything they said they would which is mm, right at the bottom where would locked- I for them like it was right in front of our face but nobody was paying attention until after coronavirus hits and then it's all conspiracy theories and then Twitter starts de algorithming people sharing this video and the start talking about COVID conspiracies and YouTube bans you and conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. Man. <laughs> the deeper I get into, like right when we start, started this podcast, I would say I knew probably nothing about conspiracies, but the deeper I get into all of this shit, <laughs> the, more a, the more of a believer I become in, in, in these conspiracy <laughs> Of things and ideas and stuff. I used to be very skeptical about it. I mean, you know that. That's yeah. why we started this. You were supposed to be showing me conspiracies and then I was supposed to be debating on them. But now I'm just agreeing with fucking everything you're saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this is kind of crazy. This shit couldn't be a coincidence. I know, right? It's wild. Yeah. Look, at, the, at the, this is what I always come back to. At the very least, it is not something you can mock and dismiss as if it's nothing, which is what a lot of people tend to do. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's healthy to question things, you know what? So, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this whole process of, uh, you know, going down these rabbit holes and having my mind blown by all these, uh, these, all these tie, these powerful ties between, I mean, these ties between powerful people and then the, the cover ups of like ancient knowledge that, mm-hmm. that we should all know about. And mm-hmm. been very, very, very interesting to me. But anyway. Yeah, it's- it's forcing me to learn more about the stuff I talk about without knowing 
as much right. as I probably should before I talk about it. Yeah, fuck it. We're just, you know, it's, this is a podcast where I'm fun too. I can't wait to break down a Cardi B music video and <laughs> look at pictures of butts the whole time we talk about symbolism. Uh, that would be, be like the perfect episode. You know what? If if we fucking find symbolism in a Cardi B video, um, like like this, I'd say that we're uh, we're really on to the to the the powerful elites. You know, using pop music to control the masses. Right? The most popular people that are the most sellouts are the ones that are going to have the most symbology and propaganda pumped into their shit. So we probably should. I would say Bad Baby would be an awesome one to break down because that girl is so sold out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like she's not at a piano writing songs because, and, you know, being the disciplined artist because she's a songwriter. She's continuing to sign contracts and do what she has to do from the system to keep making that i mean i know cash me outside and and then the system picks her up and makes her an artist and now she is part of the music people look at her and listen to her and be like i love music it's like they do like this is the furthest thing from music could not be more obvious this is it's just this i don't know what it is it's insane. It's insanity is what it is. That's it. That is what it is. This picture of Katy Perry right here, like, as she's waiting for your decision or your choice, that's very creepy, too. Yeah, it is. That's the way she looks in it. Yeah. I watched she Elf last night, it. and Will Ferrell creeped me out in Elf. Did he? Yeah, it's like Will a... Ferrell's part of the Illuminati as well? Have you seen that video, the SNL skit, where they were covered in blood and dressed up as weird characters and screaming like demons and he was repeating the whole time this is not art this is not art it's super weird it's weirder than it sounds music so that that's my answer to your question he's part of something after that skit what? i mean it was not even a comedy skit it, it was recent man you haven't seen that i'll watch that it was like a person coming out of a womb covered in blood with other people covered in it was super disgusting and bloody and this is not art this is satanic it was so obvious you kind of don't notice it like oh this is just ridiculous like this is straight up like a visual sacrifice just some dark stuff going on on national tv like right when the pandemic hit and everyone's watching tv they pull this shit so I think he's. I think something's happening up there at the top. That's fucking. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Try to try to. I gotta watch that. Let me try to pull it up. I don't want to waste time. I know we have a hard stop, but it's worth it if I can find it. Will Ferrell. SNL. It was bloody. SNL? Bloody weird skit. Uh yeah. The Chris Gethard Show. Will Ferrell performs a ritual. The Chris Gethard Show. Actually, though, that wasn't during the pandemic. Oh, was it? Oh, it was 2018. That's what that date just said. It went viral during the pandemic. That's when I started seeing it passed around. Right, with his horns on his head and shit. What the fuck? I could, oh, I yeah, it him. is that. It is that with the horns on his head. It's a long skit. Yeah, we're not going to watch the whole skit, but... We'll probably get pulled for playing it, but... Yeah, probably. What the fuck? Yeah, he's Baphomet, horns head, and there's, like, all those people behind him. him. And then I'm... It's on fucking... 
So I'm just showing screen clips, basically. And then you skip forward, and these people are covered in blood. <laughs> and the whole time, they're saying, this is not art. Right here. <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? They're all covered in blood. A ritual of... Will Ferrell performs a ritual. Go watch this clip, folks. Will Ferrell performs a ritual of the minds. Yeah, it's on True TV, so it can't be. <laughs> can't be too serious, right? Look at that. Oh, it's so weird, man. That is fucking strange. So is he a part of the Illuminati? Well, funny. That's what the thing. I know, I know. Like, there's no. Like, it was like really, it was like really funny. Like, if it was making fun of a specific. You know, crazy, kooky conspiracy club or cult or something like that. But it was like I, I, n- n- nothing well known enough for me to kind of understand. You know, maybe they about. are. Maybe, maybe at the break of the Epstein stuff, they came out with this to totally mock the idea of child eating and blood sacrifice. And you're right, because uh, that, that was around that time when the Epstein yeah. stuff broke. I mean, it totally could be a mockery of that idea just to kind of get people off of their backs. Be- Fucking Epstein had a sacrifice temple on his island, man. Yeah, like people are. I want to go. I want to. Let's go fucking break into that thing and see what's inside of it. Yeah, and there was drone pictures through his window that showed a computer, and it was circulating. Like, what's on this computer? And then the FBI raided it days later. This was when it all happened. So the FBI got there and, and raided the place, and they didn't report on a computer. And the, F, the drone went back and took a picture, and the computer wasn't there. So there, that computer, just gone. No one ever reported on it. SWAT. Right. Unless no, it was... I'm sure, I'm sure we're getting that dude. Look, uh, the government has our best interest at heart, Dylan. I'm sure we're getting the full story and picture of what's <laughs> happening. Because they're, seen, okay? so they're the, passionate. The guy, that guy was really upset with what he did with him. He had a lot of time to think while he was in jail. That's why he hung himself. Right, so I don't think it was a, like the government's being truthful about this, Dylan. They're telling us everything. So they, they're, they're passionate. The FBI says it wasn't a computer. It was not a computer. Okay, I, we shouldn't worry about it. You're right, man. I'm sorry. I'm oh, getting fucking killed. No, don't <laughs> don't narc on me for not wearing a mask during the. Hey, did you see the rumor that Bill Clinton died and they're going to come public with it soon? It could be bullshit. But... What? Yeah, the rumor Bill Clinton passed away and they're going to make it public soon. Could be bullshit. I just saw it. We'll see what happens. You haven't seen that? Mm-mm. Okay, maybe it's BS, but now you can. We're both, we're almost at the end of the breakdown of this video. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of because I mean, pretty much that's the gist of the video, right? Katy Perry's this who's giving you a decision where you can have you know the fame and fortune and the wonders of the world, but she's going to take your soul in exchange for it. And there's yeah. all this symbology around it that that is pointing to pointing to the this yeah. uh, this contract and even whenever the rapper juicy j uh she's comes a in, beast yeah yep, i call her the, karma she sheets your heart out like jeffrey dahmer yeah so karma means comeback so there's a a, a plug to her coming back to get you for not feeling your she's not going to go away she's once you make that contract but she's a beast you know it could easily be she's a beast people say right. that but that's not flattering to say a girl is a beast after you have sex and then you tell your friends like, man, she a beast ball, babe, you a beast girl. Like, Oh, thank you, honey. 
It's in so. The, it's like a sorry. plug to Satan, the beast, the six 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 beast. And you know that once again, though, right before right before that verse comes in, um, she pleads again. So be sure before you give it all to me, all to me, give it all to me. Here we again have that three times spoken repetition of giving it all to her, trying to invoke that charm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she and she's covering her contractual bases there, right? So that where she she gives you the out once again. And then she randomly eats a flaming hot Cheeto and then drinks. That, that was a weird part of the video. Well, she, I think it just, I guess now it's clicking that when she, they give her the small cup to satiate her thirst, she, there's nothing in there. And then she turns that guy to death, like, oh, fuck you, you're worthless because you don't serve me right. So yeah. it's kind of showing you her power if you don't do it, if you don't serve her right. And then she gets this obnoxiously large cup. I mean, Come on, you got to kill the guy because you didn't get a five-gallon bucket to drink out of? Come on. What a bitch. Oh, and look, the scarab. The scarab on her ring. Look at that. I just found out that the scarab... Oh, wow, yeah, I see that. You know why the scarab was a sacred beetle? Why? To ancient Egypt? Because it always goes in a straight line when it's rolling dung in the direction of the Milky Way. In 2013, they found that out. It follows the Milky Way. Yeah, it rolls dung in the direction of wherever the Milky Way is. That's once again just another weird coincidence, Dylan. She As, just thought of she thought a scarab was pretty, so she she put a scarab ring on. For yeah, what girl doesn't want a solid gold dung beetle? Dung beetle on her hand, babe. Yeah. Will you like? Will you marry me? Like, imagine you're gonna propose to Aphrodite, the cruelest bitch ever. The last ring you're gonna get her is a dung beetle Shit. ring. Like, she's definitely gonna strike you down into red dust. Yeah. How are you supposed to please this woman? Shit. And then is that tattoos or is that just her dress that she has on? That's a skin tight dress. That's some intense tattoos, man. Dang. Cool, bro. That's some good color work too. Hey, bro. I've seen some. I've seen some insane looking tattoos. She eats your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, and I don't know that this verse is too deep and has so uh, as much symbolism as the lyrics of the rest of the song there. What did you find on Bill Clinton? Oh, nothing. Let me. I wanted to look into that. Is Bill Clinton dead? Yeah, I'll let you screen share. Because that's all for that. That's fun, though. That's a fun breakdown. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I was actually surprised at how. And when you told me uh, we got to do a, a, an episode on Katy Perry's Dark Horse video, I was like, ah, I don't know how much shit we're gonna find in here. But surprisingly, a lot. Of yeah. Shit. Right. <laughs> A lot of shit that just seems like too much to be a coincidence. Uh, yeah, the like last... they just thought it was. Oh, this is gonna be fun. We're gonna do a video uh, based around Egypt. Yeah, and, like oh, it's just a. How do these pop studios have such deep knowledge of myth- mythological symbolism? Like, did they go to school for Greek mythology? Do they? I'm just saying, I'm personally impressed that they're that versed. To to know, it's it's truly like whether it's a conspiracy or not, it's pretty impressive. Because if I shot a music video, I wouldn't be, I would, I would not be structuring it around. I mean, they don't always structure them around occultic things, but now I could tell you how Golgotha does music videos. How y'all read Bible verses and then? Oh. 
we just think of ridiculous sh- shit that's going to shock people and we put them <laughs> in the video. I think our next video's concepts are going to be, uh, it's all comedic though. Um, the next video's concept is going to be like, um, there's a scene with each of us in, in our full Gugathan gear, you know, killing somebody, but it's going to be like, um, I'll give you an example. So like for my scene, I'll be like walking my dog around the block and then see one of my neighbors walking their dog and their dog shits on my lawn, but they don't pick up the shit. So then it, the next scene, it cuts to me like murdering them in my garage because I didn't pick up the shit off my yard, you know? Um, things like that so that's how we yeah. come up with it. it's very deep very oh, deep man. hey Lots man of symbology in there yeah that's super deep that's like <laughs> mesopotamian so that's a Gogotham video now i don't know how the pros do it though like how they sit down and come up with these themes and dude throw and some purple elaborate sets up and set up art and set up all this elaborate cgi you know how much it probably costed to make that video you know and so, to hire the Greek mythology expert to structure it. But it also perfectly matched up with her lyrics, too, which I'm sure was came out before the video. And then you have the album cover, which is the second and third scene. I mean, through and through, they were pushing this thing. Right. Through and through, they were pushing it. They got yeah. it. They were accurate. Yeah. They took the time to build a goddamn pyramid out of Twinkies. Out of dicks. Dick bread. And make it... And and who know whoever fucking go Maybe. ask everybody we'll until the- you die. Ask everybody until you die that you can. Uh what were some of the customs for the festival of Aphrodisia? I guarantee you the only people that will ever answer uh purple, uh phallic shaped bread, uh will be like college graduates that studied Greek mythology. Like no one knows that shit is what I'm saying. And they got that in there. That's my smoking gun. Is the is the Twinkie pyramid? That's the only scene you need. Just the pyramid of dicks, dick bread. Yeah. But yeah, man. So that was a cool breakdown. Um, I found more in there than I thought I would. Whenever I start researching this stuff, so like I said, you're kind of you sh- you're opening minds more to more and more stuff. You you give me these little uh, nuggets of uh of truth to go research, and then I go down these rabbit holes, and then I'm like, oh, so maybe these conspiracy theorists aren't as crazy as everyone says they are. That's a great thing, but my eyes are opening too because I'm using this podcast as a reason to research deeper into things I want to know more about, but just know like heard about. Yeah. And it's, this is all new to me, so like it's all fresh subjects for me. You know, Saturnalia, all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. to the Skull and Bone Society. I didn't know anything about that before this podcast. I didn't know much about, you know, how much the ancient cultures. I knew a little bit about the ancient cultures. You know, worship. You know, uh, with their cosmological uh, observations and how much mm-hmm. that was important to them. I knew a little bit about that, but didn't go as deep as I did with the. Randall Carson episode, so that was that was really cool. Yeah, that was a fun series to do. It's very fun. Um, I mean, there's a lot in there we could go back to and dig into and make like four hour lecture. You that's know? a that's and, and that was packed with like packed with content and that thing. Yeah, I mean, you could do hours and hours of research just on the shapes. Yeah, yeah, which is geometry, and he has a whole separate course on sacred geometry. Mm, yeah, he does, and he's got tears. He's got the gold and the silver of the the video we did and all that. Yeah, yeah. he's got tears. You could go deeper and deeper. Ooh, that's an idea. 
we do some sacred geometry. Yeah, um, we'll, so. yeah, we'll get we'll get some more Randall Carlson stuff. Hey, we'll maybe we can interview him one day. If we keep, Dude, if we were able to get Randall oh, Carlson man. on this podcast, that would be the shit. That'd be awesome. Um, seems like he's pr- a pretty probably pretty busy guy for a podcast at a. Yeah, ours, but hey, we're getting there, folks. And one day we're, we're actually are talking about bringing on guests. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah, we'll have definitely. guests. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, I mean, at the very least, I guess you could pay him. Yeah, well, I wonder how much he would. Yeah, we, we could we could look into pay him whatever his hourly rate is, and just be like, uh, it's an hour. Can you do half an hour? That'd be. I mean, that'd be awesome. You know, it's half an hour. Yeah, that would be really cool to have him have him join us. Yeah. Well, that was a fun episode. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to do our next one. I don't know what the topic's going to be. We'll talk about that afterwards. But yeah, uh, I fucking logged on to Golgothan TV to watch you, but it, I was working and I had to like turn the video off. But it was the intro thing. Oh, it was the intro. And I was like, dude, this is badass. It's it was it's good like, production. We put some time and effort into production of it, so we yeah, I we can have... tell. Well, Jai knows what the f he's doing too, from what I understand from you. John, John really knows his shit, and Jarek does too. I know that Jarek's been learning a lot as well. And so, I mean, I you got to where two or more gather together in His name, Jesse. Where two or more gather together. <laughs> you can accomplish a lot of graphic design feats. Or gather together in John's name. We can. We can. But um, yeah, no, they uh, put together a nice little intro video. Like they know how to use OBS really well, which we might switch to that to have a little bit higher production quality for you folks in the future. Absolutely. I got a capture card and I think I'll be able to run my GoPro as a camera so you can see my beautiful face in 4K. We're upgrading our gear. I've got a ring light now. What, Do like you? Yeah. Do you? I, wow. It okay. I just started using it tonight, but like honestly though, recording off an iMac screen, it's kind of hard to use a, a ring light because the screen is, is lighting you so much already as it is. Right. right. Um, so you have to like turn the bright. Anyway, I'll fuck with it. We're trying to get the production value up for you folks a little bit more. Yeah. Once we get to better lighting and once we get yeah, better all that. Once we get to um a hundred thousand subscribers, we'll upgrade our cameras and stuff. So once we get to one hundred k, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. So we're never upgrading our cameras or shit ever. Maybe, maybe one day. It, this is all. This is this is very fun for me. I mean, it's it's actually a cool cool skill to kind of learn too. Podcasting is definitely a skill. I'm sure we'll get better at it as we keep going. Definitely. Uh, last question: Did you get the iCloud folder? I did. Jesse, okay, Jesse and I are doing a new song. Everybody, it's coming out. Yes, we are. I got. I won't be able to work on it until I get back from North Carolina, but I have a few days when I get back. That's fine. I got to track vocals and spend time on it. So, but it is the next one I want to do ASAP. Like I want to, because I just released that other one and I want to turn around and just you know, I mean, I got Illuminati Squatty Potty done. Super fast. You had like eight layers. It was impressive. I get it done quick. Um, Oh yeah. I don't know how. I mean, it was really cool. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, which you can hear those guitars now because the background music's going. Yeah. Awesome. It'll well, be, check yeah. it out, folks. Yeah. Um, do you want me to use seven string or use my uh, use a six string on that? Whatever the star strikes me, right? Yeah. Okay. Seven string, definitely though. All right. I, I, I seven string for everything. It's so cool. 
I have a uh, a really nice ESP that I had gotten fixed up a while back that I might use for this. Not your set, not your silver one. No, do you remember the green ESP I used to have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's a seven string. No, that's a six string. But it's okay. right now it's set up. I think for like B standard or something like that. So I mean, if you want to use that for this one. Yeah, just I haven't played it for a while. It's neck through. Sounds good. I was I, Jarek's been having it at his house, and I picked it up for the first time the other day again. I was like, God damn, this thing is fucking heavy. Like, it just you know how you pick up a saw, like a solid guitar that's really heavy, and you're like, yeah, things just feels really quality. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, I've been having the itch to play it again on something, so I might go pick it up from his house and use it for this new one. Yeah, use it for this new one. That's tight. And, that, and it's the only guitar I have with a Floyd on it, so I can do some dive bombs and cool shit too. Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Rose. Floyd Rose, okay. Floyd Mayweather. What's your conclusion on uh, on today's uh, study of Katy Perry? Uh, I think that... Gun to your head. Gun to many, your head. Too many coincidences line up in the lyricism and symbology in the video for it to all be just a coincidence. And there's definitely some planned symbology behind that video. Yeah. And dude, just listen to the song. It's a creepy sounding song too. Even the musically like musically it's creepy sounding. Is it not? It, it is. And it's very masterful to intentionally capture the message and the sound you want to in a song. I mean, as a songwriter, it, it is hard to be like, you know, I'm gonna do this and this, it's gonna be creepy, it's gonna be these lyrics, it's gonna be these symbols. And you see, I mean, she's got six or seven songwriters. Just songwriter. That's not this. I mean, there is a team of motherfuckers cranking this thing out. Yeah. Who knows how team many people? I think it's a powerful spell, though. It really, this song yeah. pulls you in. And I mean, that's what this mainstream entertainment does. The, the, the science and psychology of switching scenes fast, of bright colors, of activity, of keeping those 1.5 billion views. I mean, I would say it's got a strong hip, hypnotic effect. Keeping us in the low Earth orbit, right? Not letting us fly freely at like a bird. That's and that's always been my problem suggests. with mainstream music, is it's a lower frequency of music. It's not... I mean, unless you listen to country and get badass solos. Yeah. You don't really You're get right. much. It's, it's a low frequency of music. Like, Bad Baby is the biggest star of music. That is. I don't not, think that necessarily music has to be like complicated or complex for it to be... Um, meaningful or deep but i think the subject matter and then the way that the pop songs in today's culture are structured they are shallow and it it is intended to just keep you at this lower frequency right um so i think you're right you know once again though i don't think music has to be like overly complicated for it to for it to be good music you know what i mean yeah i like like simplistic sounding songs from time to time but but when it comes to pop music, I just tend not to gravitate towards it because it's. I do like that the music with deeper meaning and and um, I guess more enlightening. I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, a, an awakened, active brain and an awakened, active soul needs to be stimulated deeper than fake MIDI synthesizer sounds. Right. Right. And that Fun. tempo and that pace and that yeah. it's immediate escape because your attention can't focus. You can't read a book. People are all like, I can't read, but I can't focus, blah, blah, blah. But this music just instantly grabs you and it carries you along and, and it just keeps you escaped. Yes. And music that is not like that, it can be simple. It can be not complex. 
but it could also require a different part of your brain where you're actually thinking and feeling. Right. Yeah. And Basically. it could be complex too. Like I really enjoy complex instrumental music with complex, you know, time signatures and everything like that in it. Mm -hmm. It's that's enjoyable to me as well. So I like that variety, but yeah, you're absolutely right. And just finding a poor way to articulate that. Like, yeah, you're right. Pop music really does just have the, that those cheap hooks that get you sucked into the music yeah. and you don't have to do, you know, you, your brain's not allowed to really wander, wander uh, during that. And it's just yeah. a cheap, it's like processed food, right? It's like, yeah, it's like bad food for your body, right? It's, it's just bad music for your mind. Bad information. I for agree. Your mind, right? so, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So good episode, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that wraps it up for today. <clears throat> uh, I'll see you. Let's let's do one ASAP. Thanks yeah. to all the people who listened. Uh, check out Golgothan. You guys have music. Check yeah. out. It's coming out too. Um, I just finished tracking guitars for the full length this past week. Very nice. When's that coming out? Well, we will. I don't know when it's coming out. It will be complete with it by January fourth, though. Um, we are probably shopping it to a few labels. Um, that's why we have to have it done by the fourth. Um, but if a label does end up picking it up, we have to wait until they. We have to wait and see. See about releasing. If no one picks it up, then it'll be out early next year. Badass. Uh, Q1 next year. Badass. If a label picks it up, then it might be longer. Cool. And uh, Alfred and the Tednators just put up a new Jamcast video. It's acoustic. It's a cool one. Mandolin and acoustic. Um, that's on. That's free on YouTube. We're gravitating to Patreon because you know. Drop that link in the um, in the podcast description. Smash that like button. Link in the bio. Smash, do you know what it is? Smash that like button, Tim Dillon. Yeah. You know what it is. Smash that like button. All right, well, cool. Fun episode. Jesse, take care, and I'll see you next time. Later. Peace.